This is Opposite Attractions Season 3, Episode 6. Opposite Attractions in Mathemagic Land. The Challenge, an Educational Attraction. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous Opposite Attractions podcast. I am going to be your skipper for the evening, Scotty Moore, joined as always by my co-skipper in training, Mr. Jim Murphy. Hello. Uh, You like how I called you co-skipper for a minute and then went, that's too complimentary. I'm waving to all the listeners that I'll, I'll never see again. Yep. Bye, guys. Oh, man. Uh, so I'm getting prepped. I'm getting prepped, ready. Oh. This time next week, I will... I was going to say in Disney World, but it is, in fact, 10 o'clock their time right now, so I'm probably going to be in a hotel room dead. <laughs> you can... Um, let's see. Well, no, I think no. the parks are open later, you know? I mean, like... Well, yeah, but, but you the... will be probably shit-faced, so... <laughs> that, too. But the... Well, I'm going to Animal Kingdom my first day, and I was looking up, like... I was trying to plan out my budget, so I was like, okay, what snacks and, like, drinks do they have? And I found that apparently Animal Kingdom has a chocolate bourbon milkshake that they shove a strip of bacon into the top of. And I went, wow, you've just got me all in one, Animal Kingdom. Where? At, at the at the res, at the hotel or at the park? I believe it's at the park, my boy. Oh, which restaurant slash place decided that was a good idea? I think it's called the Hell Hole, and this this <laughs> band named Post Postmortem Jukebox is gonna show up and play too. Um, but yeah, I like I do like the uh, the zebra domes at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. They are amazing. Yeah. Uh, they are my yeah. snack of choice. But see, the reason why I think I'm gonna be dead that first day is the fact that. The, cause they wanted to keep my hours pretty much even at work, but I'm only working three days. So she's like, okay, you're going to work from 11 till nine at night. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to die. So I have to work 11 to nine Tuesday, go home, record fight boys, leave from fight boys, probably just edit the show and not go to sleep, get on a plane and then wake up and then go to animal kingdom. It's really hard for me to, to like. Listen to your ten-hour shift talk when I do twelves. Oh, I'm sorry. But I, I don't. I mean, I, I only have to do them three times, and then I'm pretty much good for the week. So it's kind of yeah. that's nice. But um, I, I see the the let's see the year that New Fantasyland opened. Mm-hmm. I was there like two weeks after that. It was like the week before Christmas, yeah. and we did Epcot on a Monday. And we were pretty much there start to finish. And then the next day we got up and went to Magic Kingdom. And we tried to make it to midnight because they were doing extra magic hours right. after 9. And we made it to like 9.45 or oh. 10. And we were like, fuck this. Cause we had to, because we had to drive like three and a half hours back mm-hmm. to... Gainesville, Florida. After after we left, and we just said fuck this, and it was the only time I ever fell asleep in a car. Mm-hmm. Since I'm going alone, I think I'm gonna have a very much just like I've been at Epcot for four hours. I'm gonna go now. You guys have fun. 
Like, because a lot of people are like, aren't you going to stay for the fireworks? I'm like, no, not really, dog. Like, the only the only fireworks show I really care to see is, uh, is the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Because, like, Epcot, I don't... I'm sorry, unpopular opinion. I don't like Illuminations. I don't like it. I've, it, I've, let's see, I've been in the, I was in the vicinity of Illuminations over a hundred, well, probably a hundred times, so yeah. I'm good. I'm mostly good on it, but. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't want to see. They're getting ready probably by, maybe not the end of next year, but probably by the end of next year, they're going to have a new Illuminations anyway. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's no more semen. <laughs> No more semen to help it out. Yeah, they're um, they're gonna have drones in it, or, or that's that's their plan is to put drones in it. Now that would be cool. That'll be really cool. But it's um, it's gonna suck because they're gonna fly them in over Japan, so it's gonna be like Pearl Harbor. It's gonna be like ten minutes before the show starts, and it's like no one is allowed to walk in this area. Do oh, not yeah. you will be hit in the face and sue and we will have to like pay you lots of money. So do not walk in over here and then yeah. and then when it's over it's do not walk in this area again. That's gonna be a pain in the ass. Right. Uh see, I'm just pumped for what's bad is the fact that I looked at my budget for when we went in January and I looked at my budget for this trip. This trip is literally twice as long and I have roughly the same amount of money. I may die. Like um, just cause, have you seen all of the Incredibles food they've come out with? Um, uh, prop, probably? My dog, um. my dog, they have the Miss Incredibles stretch burger, <laughs> which okay. does, it sounds bad, but it also sounds something like 14 year old me who was really into that T-H-I-C-C Miss Incredible can get into. <laughs> But it is a burger that they put garlic aioli and fucking mozzarella sticks on top of. That will do that. And that'll do it for you. So yeah, Stretch I'm burger. just that sounds stre- awful. The other stro- Oh well, it could be worse. It could be called Chicken Guy. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that's what they're gonna. They, it's like they don't have a menu, but I wonder what they're gonna sell a Chicken Guy. They're going to sell chicken nuggets that look like Guy Fieri's face. <laughs> like, they've got mm. one that's shaped like the flames on his shirt. One that looks like a hot rod. One that just looks like his face. Damn it, I started this as a goof, but it's starting to sound like something Guy Fieri would actually do, and now I'm scared. <laughs> it's it, It's all Guy-shaped food. You want the mac and cheese as a side? Awesome, all the noodles look like Guy Fieri. <laughs> Deal with it. You get a decorative pineapple that actually they didn't have to do much. It already looked kind of like Guy Fieri. <laughs> they just put a head. They just put a pair of sunglasses on it backwards, and they, they were set a, on that. And they sharpied on a goatee, and that was it. Man, I do kind of want to go to Chicken Guy. I'm not even lying. I'm like, sorry just, that it's not open yet, and it probably won't be until. I, I mean, maybe when I go, it will be open, but I don't even yeah. know that. No, dude, the disappoint, the disappoint is, like, palpable, because not only is Chicken Guy not open, apparently they had, like, a Disney Springs, and I I think we may have talked about this on the show, or it might have just been me and you talking. Oh, the bourbon? The the fucking bourbon crawl they had at Disney Springs, and I was like, oh, good, it's it's like they rolled out the red carpet for me, like, come on, Scotty, let's go, and then I think it ends... Actually, I think this week. I think it's over this week. Oh, that's depressing. 
the rolling that right back up and out of your way. Milkshake with a they bacon don't want the and lawsuits, bourbon, I guess. So that's really all you need. That that would turn into a real trail of tears situation for you, I think, very quickly. <laughs> oh, the bourbon trail. Yes. Yeah. First three, I'm like, this is amazing. Next one, I'm like, I have to keep going. By the seventh one, <laughs> there's only I... 17 more to go. Yeah, I should be fine. By the time I get to T Rex, they all look at me like, hey, man, it's been a while. And I'm like, just get out of my way. Give me the bourbon. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to build a dinosaur, please. Let's go. Let me get. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I am super hyped for the trip, though. Like, I've been counting. You said you're down. going by yourself. Are you going by yourself? Is that what you're doing? I. <laughs> okay. Uh, the OG plan was for me and Blake, co host on A Load of BS and Tiny Special Boy, we were going to go only like three or four days because uh, we were going to see New Japan Pro Wrestling with our fellow Fight Boys co host, the Dylan. We were going to do that. And then uh, Blake, because um, he can't stay away from theater, was like, I got offered to play, so I can't really go. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've got to well, show I... my dick in Equus. I got... Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Best role he could ever play, Equus. Um, yeah, he plays the horse. Yeah. Um, and so once he got out, I was like, oh, shit. Well, I'm not driving eight hours alone. So that's led to me having to get a plane and a hotel and a bunch of stuff like that. And that being said, I was like, okay, I ain't going for three days now. So I literally stretched it. I miss incredible stretch burgered it <laughs> for six more days. So you're going for nine days? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six days is the total. I stretched okay. it from three to six is what happened. Because, yeah, I was like, I want to go. I want to go everywhere. I want to do everything. People People Other always than, look at me like I'm weird because it's like, oh, we're going for six days. And they're like, well, there's only four parks. I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I'm probably only going to three. I know I'm doing I'm doing Magic Kingdom Thursday, Animal Kingdom Wednesday, Epcot Sunday. And I'm staying as far the fuck away from Hollywood Studios as possible <laughs> because it will be deadly next week. Like my, favorite, um, my, my favorite was my nephew. One of my nephews is really into cars. The other one's into Toy Story, and they're like, aren't you going to go to the Pixar land, and you're going to bring them stuff back? And I was like, fuck no. I don't have money as it is. <laughs> and also, I'm not fighting that many people to ride a singular slinky dog ride. No, it doesn't open till the 30th. Yeah. Well, I guess you would be there that week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's next. Be. That's next Friday? Saturday? It's like Saturday. Yeah, it's next yeah. Saturday. Yeah, and I don't think you really want to, like, yeah... I don't. It has like I, eight. I, the capacity on that is very low, and it's gonna be a hell. It's gonna be hell. Yeah. 100%. They literally have a pad. They have a section where they can build another ride, and they're like, "Nah, that's gonna be strollers." <laughs> Nothing but strollers. <clears throat> well, strollers pr probably for the next at least three to four years, because probably once Star Wars lands open, they're gonna have to put strollers somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll probably have to build a parking lot for strollers for that right. shit. Mm -hmm, then they're going to charge you for it. Uh, <laughs> so, Jim Murphy, this is a podcast where we're building building our own theme park. We have no name for it <laughs> because the last two had themes. This, th this season's theme is just, fuck it. Do whatever <laughs> you want. We don't care. Um, and so, I last... Think, I think you, uh, you missed our breaking news on, uh, on the PassFast front. Oh, shit, there is a PassFast. 
We're go- we're running long today, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, we're probably running about the same. I don't know, but yeah, I, I sent you a link to a- something called Cyborg Cyberspin at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey, yeah, which was essentially did. if somebody took that big fuck thing from Contact and made a ride out of it. Accurate. It was bullshit. Uh, it's actually, it's more like, uh, if you went to like space camp in your, uh, in your home state of Alabama and they strapped you to the, (laughs) they strapped you to that, that weird thing they always showed at like the end of a Double Dare episode. Oh, where it spins you around in a circle real fast? That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Except Mm -hmm. it's, except it's much slower and it only, the the ride appears to only last about a minute. Mm -hmm. That's a, the creepy thing is in the video. Yeah, there's two videos. There's there's an on ride video where you can kind of see what a person would see riding it, and that's very. It, 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 I feel like if I was on it, it would probably make me throw up. But it's not fast. It doesn't like flip you around like you're in a. Uh, it's not fast. It, it seems very slow, but th- when you watch the other video where it shows like the from the outside, I I can't tell. But it appears that like half the video is like CGI. What? It's weird. Like if you watch the like, I I'll put the link somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can look. But like in the first video, every time it shows the full ride, like from a distance, it looks like it's like a CGI creation that they made to like show you what it looks like before they build it. But then they show close-ups of people on the ride like cheering and screaming. Right. So I don't know if they just mix the two together or what, but every time they show it from a distance, I'm like, no, that's a computer. That's but, not real. But I don't know if it's just the way they shot it or if there's like a tilt shift thing going on. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't look real at right. all. Like there's people walking around the ground, but it's like, oh, they could add that in and post. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, like Mi- Mission Space has that kind of same Space Camp vibe, doesn't it? <laughs> I've only ever been in the, the exit of Mission Space. Well, see, my favorite thing... Which I like that that little game that's in there. That was fun. Yeah. I like that uh, I was trying to plan out my fast passes. I was like, I know I want one for fast track, or test track, because I have fast track, because I haven't done that yet. I know I want one for possibly Frozen. And then I asked my friend who works there, like, hey, uh, what do you think? Should I do, like, Mission Space? Like, either track? And she went, fuck no. Stay away from that horrible ride. I'm like, oh, Okay. Thanks for that, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, the because because they changed the green, the green's basically like soaring over Earth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. <coughs> but as I was saying before, I was rudely fast fast. Jim Murphy, <laughs> we're building our own theme park, and this week our chiggity challenges posed by you, my boy, is an educational edu- edutainment ride. So I mean, bring the fun, the yeah. thunder. Well, I had uh, I had a couple ideas that didn't go anywhere. Um, I had a hotel about the dangers of ignoring climate change that was called the We Used to Have Four Seasons. Fuck um, you! Fuck uh, you! I had I had a a ride hosted by uh, Ted Danson and C. Thomas Howe about the uh, basically about acceptable blackface that was called the Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> okay. And uh, but no, I settled. I settled on a, a ride that I'm calling uh, "Forces of Nature," okay. not to be confused with Nature Force, which is where the president sends soldiers into trees to protect us from Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. 
Um, but yeah, Forces of Nature is basically, and I hate this because you, you've never rode Test Track before, but it is essentially a Test Track-like attraction well, to explaining... Be fair, to be fair, one of my rides in our last theme park was Test Track-ish. <laughs> Testies Track. Yeah, it's basically like Test Track in that... So, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I probably already have anyway. The The idea of the original Test Track, the, the late 90s to mid 2000s version right was that you were you were a crash test dummy essentially and that you were put into a series of tests yeah and uh like the first test was like rough roads and so like you would go down this hill and there was like uh uh like little little bumps and like speed bump type stuff and you would ride over them they have a name and it's completely gone in my head and then you would do like uh a cornering test like with and without abs Okay. So, like, you would whip around the first one, and it was, like, really jarring and whiplash, and you'd go to the side, and then you do it again, and it's real smooth and pretty. Right. And then you would go through these three rooms that were, like, hot and cold and corrosion, and so it was, like, one cold, one room was really warm, and one was really cold, and then one, like, mist sprayed on you for the corrosion thing. Okay. And it was, like, a little joke. And then you do, like, a handling test. You go, like, up a hill back and forth up, like, switchbacks pretty, pretty quick. And then you go around a corner, and it's like, oh, now it's time for the barrier test. And you're like, barrier test? And there's a freaking wall in front of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you end up you end you up have, outside. You've made it clear how much you hate that little barrier fucking test. Well, it's better now because since they tronified it, like, everything's in the dark, and they don't, they don't mention. It's literally the exact same ride, except that the speed bumps at the beginning are gone, and they don't mention anything about, like, the brakes. They, they do a thing, like, going, when it's, like, the ABS without the anti-lock brakes, they kind of tell yeah. you that it's, like, a slippery road ahead or something stupid like that. Like, you're hitting black ice or something. But it's generally just, like, it's, like, but, but it's, like, you do a thing for a couple seconds, and then you have, like, a couple seconds where you're not doing anything. And then you, like, move to the next section. So there's, like, these little breaks in between. Because apparently if the cars get closer than... 13 seconds apart the ride completely shuts down and they have to reset everything and that's a problem okay and if you're and if you're on the uh if you're on the outside and you're going 65 it's really not fun to go from 65 to zero i've seen cars do it and it's it's really bad it's like trying to pull a squeegee across like a dry piece of glass yeah that's the sound it makes it's really bad but uh, essentially, my ride is kind of like that, except that they're teaching about uh, G-forces and uh, gravity. Okay. And other such, uh, like, acceleration and things like that. So each section would be like, oh, we're going to teach you about, uh, like, inertia and stuff. And so they, like, speed you up and then, like, stop you really quick. Like, not quick enough to hurt you, but quick enough. And then, like, go around, you go around some banks, like, and it would, it would explain to you, like, what G-forces were on your body. Like, there'd be little screens in the dash stuff like that uh there'd be a part where you would go into a section and be uh lifted up and dropped okay like not 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 far but probably as far as uh the forbidden forest ride that you talked about last time which i finally saw information about that that guy was so fired so oh, yeah, very yeah. fired <laughs> apparently the 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 universal creative team is like five people and so it's really easy to figure out who leaks things yeah, yeah. Whereas Imagineering is like five thousand people, and it's much more difficult. But that—that's essentially what the the attraction is—is is just doing little tests. Okay. I don't and really said- know what the the big finish could be. 
if I mean, I guess there could be like a test track like finish of like going outside or going on like a longer section, like putting it all together. I'm thinking there could be like bunny hill type, like roller coaster bunny hill type things, which I think Radiator Springs Racers has, where you get like airtime so they can go up like the negative G's through something like that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe there's an indoor section that that goes over everything one by one, and then an outdoor section that's like everything together. Okay. Maybe not the maybe not the gravity part, but. <laughs> okay. All right. Now my my ride, as I said last week, it's gonna be in Ireland, which, unfor- I had to change my ride from my initial idea. Okay. Uh, and I'll explain why after I talk about the ride, but I will say Ireland is now going to be changed to more of like a Renaissance fair kind of area to where you do have Celtic influences, but you also have like English influences and influences of just like a bunch of different old timey things coming together, like Vikings and shit. Okay. And so my ride is in fact in this area, which is now not named because Ireland does not exist. And so, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about the ride itself and then I'm gonna give you the information on it. Okay. So the ride <laughs> opens and you immediately start going down this slow slope into this dark ass creepy cavern. And it's kind of like uh, spaceship earth where it's a very lengthy going down before you actually see anything, but you have a narration. So the narration overhead just booms And he says, the things you will learn of today will not be tales of the past. They will not be facts of the present. This is a warning of things to come. It will begin with a winter. No normal winter. The winter will begin and it will be followed by another and another. No spring, no warmth. The people will be hungry and they will be cold and they will be angry. Brothers will fight against brothers. Fathers will kill sons. Mothers and daughters will be set against one another. Sisters fall into battle with sisters, and they will watch as their children murder each other in turn. This is the story of Ragnarok. And you are now on a journey through the Norse tale of Ragnarok. And you will learn of what happens in Ragnarok through this, uh, through this fucking part. Ro- it's kind of more like a Harry Potter, uh, a Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, where it's pretty roller coastery, but it it's not super intense. Other than the fact that there's a bunch of fucking creepy shit around you. So after that, you go into a cavern where you see this figure with three rocks on him and he's bound and he is just struggling like a motherfucker. And it's kind of like, imagine a more intense version of the dude trying to escape from, or no, 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 of the door in the haunted mansion, more, a more intense version of that. And he is shaking and there's a woman above him sobbing, holding out this wooden bowl to catch a slowly dripping red liquid. And his writhing starts to become more and more violent. And then in front of you, a giant fucking wolf shoots from the the wall of the cave. And it's fucking Fenrir here to party. And then you just drop, dude. You go down and you are now on the Bifrost. So So your actual path is the Rainbow Bridge. 
So you are on the Bifrost going around and you're seeing like lightning shoot around you in flames and all this different. It's It's got the same vibe as last week where you have like these cool neon signs you're passing that show you the experience you're going through. And then suddenly you pass something. Giant fucking animatronic that's on fire. It's Surter. He raises his fucking fiery hand and smashes the Bifrost in front of you. You see the rainbow bridge fall to bits and you, your, your cart shifts. And it takes you into Asgard, which is now in flames. And Loki appears in front of you atop the ship of the damned. Invading Asgard and then suddenly you see Heimdall... Atop, like, one of the tallest structures in Asgard, blowing a horn. The horn that will awaken all the sleeping gods and lead them into battle against Loki and his forces. And then another horn signals another drop as you swiftly rush through numerous scenes of different battles throughout Ragnarok. Seeing Thor destroy the Midgard serpent, then succumb to its venom. Odin being consumed by Fenrir. All this fucking chaos and bloodshed. And then you end with two figures, Heimdall and Loki. But they are not animatronic. They are real people. And you suddenly see a bunch of carts come in behind you. Oh, that's right. You're now suddenly in a stunt show as Loki approaches Heimdall. (laughs) And it's just like, I did it. I am very, I did it. I nailed this shit, and Heimdall's just like, yeah, we're gonna fight. And then they have, like, this awesome back-and-forth fierce battle across this gigantic set. A huge stunt show. There's flames, buck-wild shit. And then finally, the two wound each other, and they fall to their knees, staring at each other, and they're mortally wounded, so they're about to die. And then Loki just looks at Heimdall, and he says, It is done. And then Loki just fucking laughs in Heimdall's face as Heimdall goes from his knees to just kind of like sitting on his butt with his legs in front of him twiddling. And he goes, I won. No, Loki. I can see farther than you. And then as as Heimdall says that, Loki just kind of looks pissed like, I don't know what you mean. I'm very, what are you talking about? I've done everything. I've won. And then just stabs Heimdall. Like, sends the sword through him and then falls on his back as he succumbs to his own wounds. And then your carts all start to move forward into the next room as the whole room starts to catch on fire. As the flames of Surtur just take take the entire land of Asgard away. And then suddenly, in the next room, you find yourself in a beautiful green field. You hear, like, if you look behind you, you would see, like, a screen, but it looks like the ocean behind you. And there's a massive tree spiraling overhead, the world tree. Branches just spiraling out all around the ceiling as two children run and play in front of the world tree. And then Heimdall's voice echoes overhead and says, I can see farther than you. And then that's it. And then you get off the ride. And that's Ragnarok, baby! And the ride is called the End of the World Tour. And uh, a little bit more info. Uh, since you did want it to be a little bit more educational, the queue itself kind of has a bunch of different stories about Ragnarok. Or not about Ragnarok, but fun Norse stories like Adventures of Thor and some of the different things that happened with like uh, all the different gods and giants. 
and then the pre-show area is where you learn of basically what started Ragnarok. You see Loki's plan where he forced Hod to murder his brother in cold blood because Loki deceived him. And then you learn where Loki escapes from Asgard, taking refuge in a stream where he's disguised as a fish, which sounds like I made it up, but it's fucking real. <laughs> and then you learn of Loki's demise, where the gods all tracked him down, murdered one of his sons in front of him, and then bound Loki with the entrails of his son, put stones on him to weigh him down, and then put a snake above his head that constantly drips venom onto his face. It's hardcore as shit what happens to Loki. And then, of course, Loki's wife uh, comes to hold that wooden bowl to catch all of the venom to stop it from uh, burning Loki's skull. So, yeah, that's that's all the educational part. But let's get on the important part is alcohol. Uh, <laughs> it has a two it has a two drink minimum because I want I think you got to have that Norse feeling in you. And it actually does have two drinks, so if you want, you can have these two drinks and then ride it, and you'll be good. One is called Vasir, and it's just a house-made mead that we produce, and it's based off the tale of Vasir, who was the world's most wise man who was created from the saliva of the two different groups of gods. Is, uh, can you spell that? Vasir. Yeah. K. Yeah, fucking big <laughs> twist. Good thing I asked. K V V A S I R Vasir. I was close. Yeah. Uh he he was the world's most wise man and then some dwarves tricked him and killed him and turned his blood into the mead of poetry. And so that's what that's what uh, our Vasir mead is. And then there's the apocalypse cocktail that I found which hold on, let me make sure I have the exact ingredients. I really like it because any cocktail that has more than one of the typical spirits and it makes me happy but it's an ounce of bourbon an ounce of vodka an ounce of peppermint schnapps and then three-fourths ounce of Kahlua so it sounds like just a really nice minty chocolate concoction that I'm real down with my dude I have a question about your minimums uh so if you ride it one so you drink two drinks and ride it once do you then have to start over to ride it again Oh, no, no, no. Okay, uh, the way the drink minimum works in Scotland is you have a phone, obviously, and you have the app on your phone, and that you have to get scanned wherever you go okay. get drinks at. That way it will add to your total. That way when you scan your ticket, the ticket will know, like, oh, he had a he had a bourbon over in this area, and then he had like a beer in this I, other area. I was just wondering because you had you had a you had an attraction with like an eight drink minimum in it, so I was making sure you weren't trying to commit alcohol poisoning. Well, no, no. The genius thing about this is also um, we force you to put in your weight, and so then we measure how much your alcohol content would be. We'd measure your BAC, and then we'd be like, oh, no, 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 they're good, they're good, they're good. They cannot drink anymore. And so we can actually yeah. start cutting people off based on this. So it's a smart decision. Yeah, because you would know what time they ordered everything at, too. So that is very good thinking. Uh-huh, you see? I'm not dumb. I'm a smart <laughs> man. I, can just, I just would love to see, like, a Disney or Universal like imagineering meeting where someone comes in he's like here's my different attraction ragnarok here we go and they're like oh like the movie and you're like no not like the movie 
Not at all like the movie. I'm going to talk about children killing each other in cold blood at the beginning of it. It's called Be Real Dope, guys. And they say, and they say, we already have It's a Small World. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. That'd be the even darker version. You go through an area and you see It's a Small World. And then you just see flames shooting down from the sky. Well, I made that I made that joke on uh, Twitter the other day about how Disney has a bunch of attractions where you go to hell. Um, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you end in hell. Uh, Phantom Manor, you kind of go to hell. And then I put in uh, It's a Small World and the Junior Autopia yeah. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jim, we've done it. We've got our educational rides. I've, I've I, think kinda... that, I, think, I think my cue would have like um like almost like like what you would see at like a science museum like those little like uh the like hands-on exhibits for like uh like how do I even put this oh i know what you're talking about like um this would not be in there because it would be too hard to kind of have in the middle of a moving queue but like a bed of nails attraction where you press the button and the bed of nails come like a ripley's believe it or not or yeah it'd be something like it would be like you could show like the different forces but like maybe instead of dropping a ball and like having it go on a track or something like the ball would be like a little representation of the of the ride car something like that also, the other day I learned this while looking up like different souvenirs I could buy. I didn't realize you could buy the ride vehicle for Transformers in the fucking gift shop. Yeah, it's, its name is It's Evac. Yeah, Evac, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only Uh I do have one request for your queue line for one of okay. your fun little exhibits. Um Can you put one of those cool tanks where they put how cold the Titanic was and you have to put your hand in the water and see how uh. long See how long you last? Because, homeboy, those that's my shit. I will put my hand in that water for, like, five minutes while people staring at people with the middle finger extended. Like, I don't give a shit. I could have lasted. What, like, them pussies? <laughs> the, there was, uh, at the Franklin Institute, like what I mentioned last week, they had a scale you'd stand on, and then in front of you was a tube that would fill up with how much blood was in your body. That's gross. That's, that's cool. a thing. Yours would have alcohol so, mixed in with Mr. it. Mr. Jim, it's been an episode, but it's now time to bring my challenge to the table for next week. And this is something I think I think it might have to be something you pay extra to do because <laughs> it's not something that will be able to support a lengthy line. And it is an escape room ride. Not a ride. I guess an escape room. I want you to put an escape room in your park. I'm going to have an okay. escape. Yep. And so you gotta fight. You gotta make a place where people gotta solve mysteries and puzzles, and they gotta get out of it. Oh man, I'm gonna have to really think about that because I'm not good at stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like Bring- figuring out mysteries. Mm-hmm. And I gotta figure it out while also trying to plan this hell trip to Disney. So that's gonna be great. Um, well, like I said, if you if you can't record next week, that's not a big deal. We wait a week. It's or whatever. We'll keep, However many time we'll, keep we our, we'll keep our lovely listeners updated. But for now, Mr. Jim, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart. I have tweeted a little bit in the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Mostly mostly dumb Disney stuff. 
And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods. And make sure to check out my new series on my personal YouTube channel called Let's Write a Book, where I take you guys through the adventure of writing my next book. You guys get to join me as I come up with the plot, see how I make my characters, and get some shitty general advice from me about writing. So make sure to check that out. <laughs> And make sure to check out the other BS Network products online at a load of purebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. If you like uh, different movies and writing fan fiction, check out Fun Fiction. If you like wrestling, fight boys. If you like drinking, check out a load of BS, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And of course, make sure to check out the other seasons of Opposite Attractions, where we built Apex, our superhero theme park, and then Vista, our virtual entertainment streaming extravaganza of a theme park that's all at opposite dash attractions.com make sure to support us on patreon at patreon.com slash a load of bs and make sure to pick up some merch at merch dot a load of pure bs we got a bunch of different merch i actually did make a post-mortem jukebox shirt and it's really dope and of course as always make sure to find jim and me on twitter at op at show that's spelled o-p-p a-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?